Hello, skincare enthusiasts of the world. Welcome to The Natural Dialogue, a podcast that delves into beauty and skincare from both scientific and personal angles. You will hear about acids, creams, face masks, home remedies, and personal acne journeys from two self-proclaimed dermatures, that's dermatology amateurs, looking to improve your face and ours. Every podcast will have a similar structure. We'll talk about our recent skincare faves, the biggest skincare rumors, and examine the science behind those rumors. And as a disclaimer, we don't have any professional dermatology expertise. We're just two friends interested in doing our own research. We want our listeners to come with questions and leave with answers. At the end of each podcast, we will share an at-home skincare regimen with common pantry ingredients that have either worked for us or have scientific basis. So join us on our quest to learn about the science behind skincare. Dermatures, I am your host, Charmaine. And I'm your other host, Grace. And today we are so glad to come back to you all after our long summer hiatus. So we needed a bit of a break and we are ready to start season two of our podcast. Yay! So I hope you didn't miss us too much. Uh, we have a ton of interesting things that we'd like to bring to you all this season. Lots more research and definitely more fun discussions. Uh, you may already know from the title of this podcast that today we're going to talk about azelaic acid. Yeah, it's a great lightening agent. It helps with acne. It can reduce potentially tumorous cells. And it does so much more. There's a ton of research behind this ingredient. And I'm super excited to talk about it with you all today. Uh, but before we get started, how are you doing, Grace? I'm good. And actually, I did think of something while you're speaking that would be pretty cool to maybe just have a little mini discussion on. Oh, nice. The uh, drama with sunscreen that happened this week. Did you hear about it? Oh, my God. I threw out my Neutrogena, the one that we use sometimes on our hikes. That was horrifying. Yeah. Um, although I did hear, so in case anyone isn't aware, I literally learned about this yesterday from somebody's like stupid Instagram that was like, we take the sunscreen recall seriously. And I was like, what sunscreen recall? It turns out Neutrogena especially, but a couple other uh, brands, I think Aveeno, which is owned by Johnson & Johnson, had some issues and some other sort of like more affordable uh, sunscreen brands had a chemical on it called benzene, which is also found as like a byproduct in I think like rubber production and like tobacco and stuff. Anyway, it's a carcinogen. Uh, so they, that I think is known to cause like leukemia. So they recalled a bunch of those products. So if you have a Neutrogena or a Vino sunscreen, I suggest getting rid of it. Uh, but I did also hear that it was like a bad batch. It wasn't necessarily inherent to like every Neutrogena sunscreen. So I guess that's sort of good to hear. But anyway, drama. I know, and I don't want to sound elitist or anything, but that's kind of why I stay clear of drugstore sunscreen. And now I feel really bad. I mean, obviously... Now you feel vindicated. Yeah, I, well, yes, I feel vindicated. <laughs> but see, like, I've always been a Dr. Loretta fan. Yeah. And it's a $50 sunscreen, and I'm out at the moment. I'm almost out. But I was about to buy Neutrogena or, like, mm. another affordable brand Stop because I was... Yeah, so I, honestly, like, spending a pretty penny for sunscreen might just be the right path to go because they have so much science behind it. Also, um, if you guys do want affordable sunscreen... Well, affordable with quotes because they start at like $30 uh, for really affordable sunscreen with good science. Go to dermstore.com. Oh, very cool. Yeah, dermstore, everything that they put on their website has to have like 
scientific basis, essentially. Okay. And they have to prove to the company, aka the website, Derm Store, that their products do what they say. Yeah, I've been using, so Supergoop was okay, yes, right? Super okay, Goop's great. okay. So I've been using for my sunscreen recently, I have the Supergoop powder, kind of like um, setting powder, which has 50 SPF, which is cool. And then um, my mom gave me this foundation a little while ago, and I don't know why I didn't think of this, because when we were, when I got the powder one, I was thinking in my head, oh, I should have gotten the cream one, because then it's obviously like a little easier, like more wearable, because powder like melts off your face. But uh, I realized the foundation I have has like 25 SPF, so I've just been using that. Nice. Uh, which I'm pretty sure was not part of the whole, because it's not technically sunscreen, it's makeup. Yeah. Which made me feel better, I don't know, about the whole, like, recall thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it was fairly expensive. So, anyway, it's from It Cosmetics, I believe. Oh, I love It Com- okay. Cosmetics. Good. Yeah. Actually, that's going to be part of my beauty craze. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I guess if you really either, you know, you want a two-in-one, get, like, a foundation or something, or it's not even a foundation. I would guess it is a foundation, but it's more of, like, a cream. It's a CC cream. Yeah, CC that's cream. That's the one I have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, get one of those or get, like... I don't know. Just basically don't buy Neutrogena, which is sad because... I know. Anyway. I, I love their spray. I love Neutrogena spray. You can just get a different. Yeah, Goop has it, but it's again, it's going to be pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, but in conclusion, uh, wearing sunscreen is still really important. It sucks that there was a recall. I mean, it doesn't sound like there was a recall. It sucks that it was infected by benzene. Yeah. But um, you should find... There's like a list you can find online of the yeah. ones that were cool. Uh, you know, I feel that way about hair care now because a lot of shampoos have ingredients that have been recalled in the past, and so now I also spend quite a bit on sunscreen, or excuse me, on shampoo and conditioner. I know mm-hmm. a few days ago I spent, I really like this brand now called AG. It's at Ulta. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this vitamin C shampoo that balances your hair pH that I use now. Mm. Uh, but it cost me almost $150 to get, like, shampoo conditioner. I did get a hair serum and some, like, hair, like, oil. But overall, like, if I had just gotten the shampoo and conditioner, it would have been $100. Wow. And I, I know, I know, I know. I want to spend... I wish I could buy drugstore shampoos, but I just... I'm scared because... I don't know. They I mean, always I use head and shoulders because... I need it. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I, f- I feel like this is like half how are you and half beauty craze. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought that that, it's not really a beauty craze because it's actually, a, it's a beauty recall, but I did yeah. think that was pretty pertinent, timely information for us to be discussing since it happened, I think, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a few days ago, I think. Yeah. yeah. In terms of beauty stuff I'm doing. Uh, oh, how are you? <laughs> oh, how am I? I'm good. Um, yeah, not How much. Was, did you just hike in Seattle? Like, I know you went I to wasn't S- in Seattle. I keep saying Seattle because Portland. Uh, yeah, I did hike in Portland. Um, it was fun. We saw this really pretty lake, uh, but there's a lot of mosquitoes, and oh, everyone no. wanted to bow out quickly. But then we – it was at Mount Hood, which is beautiful. It's a national park. And then um, we went to this, like, ski resort on the top. And even though it was July, there were people skiing. So I oh. thought that was kind of funny to see. Like, it was really hot. It was, like, 75 – well, up there it was, like, 75, 70. Was there snow? There was snow at the top, yeah. Oh. I saw some snow. I have some pictures of um, when we were walking, I, I stepped on some snow. Oh, look at you. But it was not very uh, cold. So that was cool. I had a lot of kombucha there. My cousin was like, you've never had kombucha? And I was like, no. And he was like, you have to try it. So <laughs> you've never had kombucha? You're from L.A. I know, but it's also, it felt like both a very Portland and a very L.A. thing. I'm not sure where it leans more, but um, yeah, we saw a lot of Hummers and a lot of tie-dye there, which I just thought was very Portland as well. Um... Yeah, but it was really fun. Uh, the weather was really nice. It doesn't kick dark till like nine p.m. There, nine thirty really. So it was oh, that fun. would that would throw me off. 
it kind of threw me off too like we get back from dinner my mom was like almost it's almost nine I was like oh it looks like it's six. Oh wow that's cool that's cool yeah good time how have you been um I've been alive I've been studying for the MCAT and I'm already behind which makes me very nervous I've realized the MCAT is the worst thing on the entire planet it makes me question whether I want to go into medicine every day in case anyone isn't aware, the MCAT is sort of the entrance exam you take to get into medical school. Yeah, it's a little, it's crazy, and it's a little disheartening because some of my friends have already gotten into me- medical school. Well, you haven't even taken it yet, so you can't compare yourself to them. Also, I know. did you get new glasses? Uh, I've had these glasses, but I haven't worn them. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wear glasses when I'm, like, reading and writing, but I also wanted to protect my eyes from UVA, UVB rays. Apparently, they ruin your retina and stuff. Uh, so glasses it is. This ha- this is uh vi- like this is oh okay. Yeah. I was just like I don't think they do that. Okay, they have yeah, yeah. blue light stuff. Yeah, the blue light stuff and and all those. Yeah, but yeah, I've been doing all right. Lots of MCAT studying. I've been working at an aesthetics clinic I told you about. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we had a vaginal treatment. It's really interesting. It's like basically oh you did it. Oh I didn't do it. I was oh. watching it. It's the weirdest thing. Ugh. It's like a microcurrent device. So what it does, it's, it's literally it's it's. It goes into your vaginal canal, and it's supposed to, sh- like, tighten it. And a lot of women do it. I don't know why. I don't see the appeal, but apparently... I thought science said that, like, that doesn't actually... Like, you don't actually need to tighten it. I, I, I don't think so either, but I guess... I it's guess an aesthetics it's a, clinic. It's an aesthetics Charmaine clinic. Charmaine doesn't endorse everything that goes on there. I don't, I don't. But that being said, the woman was pretty happy. She felt like her hoo-ha was tighter. And she she was, like, cool with everyone watching her and get it done. I was watching her, and the nurse practitioner who was doing it was watching her oh okay yeah but like it's interesting it's interesting I mean a lot of women come in and I think this is a problem with our society but they come in to like please their man and it's just a little weird to me is it sort of it has a sort of goop feel to me it does it does it does and she got a shot in her clit and it Apparently it hurt like a bee. Of course. What the fuck? What? Sorry. We're trying to curse less because of, like, the controls on the... Why? Apparently it makes it, like, plump. And, like, gives libido somehow. How old was she? In her 40s. Well, you know, uh, wouldn't ever be on my beauty craze list, but whatever makes people <laughs> happy. It was interesting. It was interesting to watch. It was interesting to see. Um but I don't think I'd be getting it myself. That would hurt so much. <laughs> yeah, it. she was like, oh my god, it hurt, it hurt more than having a child. Of course. I mean, the whole thing with that part of your body is that it has a bunch of nerve endings, so if you put a fucking needle in it, of course it's going to hurt. Yeah, and then they, like, injected their, her labia minora, labia majora, whatever it's called. I don't know. I've never really, I guess I don't know what, like, and maybe this is good, I don't know what the, like, typical beauty standards are for your, like, your vagina yeah like for any of that for like men and women truly i guess for men it's like a little clearer but even then i don't really think um i think the blinds are blurring for men too have you seen the show sex slash life no i heard it's bad it's really bad but also there's this one scene where they show the ex-boyfriend's like dick Mm -hmm. and it's literally hanging like halfway down his thighs yeah so i don't know but um i didn't think that was real people are it's probably not real yeah, everyone's saying it's either prosthetics, and the guy hasn't said anything, but people that live He wants with, you to think it's real. <laughs> yeah, and the people that lived with him, apparently, like, in his town said, yeah, his D is that big. Wow. Well, I guess I was more talking about, like, circumcision, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, in terms of what it's supposed to look like, like, I've never really... I guess I don't understand this desire to, like, oh, it doesn't look right. I guess, I don't know, maybe you would know if it looked wrong, but, like... But that's also stupid, that's because stupid. it's just, like, unless it's causing you actual pain... 
It does. Yeah. Nothing ever ever looks wrong. But it just it doesn't seem like a even. I mean, I think any plastic surgery is obviously controversial. But like with a nose job or something, you'd be like, oh, okay, I can see why society says like your nose isn't good and why you want why you want a new one but like for stuff like that it's like who's setting these standards I don't understand I could not look at something and be like oh yeah that's wrong you have to fix it <laughs> not that I would do that anyone but like especially you know what yeah, I mean yeah especially you're like probably the only person's part of that yeah and if your partner is making yeah. you feel bad about it then uh, tell them to go fuck themselves yeah I know it's just odd it's odd but regardless that was my week great well uh, it sounds like it more interesting than I did I don't know what I did this week did I do anything I worked Work, 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 work. Yeah. I read some book. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Didn't do much. Okay, I guess we'll move on to Beauty Craze because we're quite into our podcast. But Great. Be- beauty Craze, Grace? Oh. Well, I mean, it was mostly that sunscreen thing. I guess also I uh, want a haircut. Ooh, what type? Uh, as you know, I was toying with the idea of a pixie cut, but I think that's a little bold right now, so I'm probably just going to get, like, a bob, like I normally nice. do. Nice. I just, like, it's too long, and there's too many split ends. I haven't had a cut in months, um, and it's time for a little change. I'm going to a wedding next month, so I'm thinking I'm going to get it, get shorn a little closer to that time, so it yeah, looks nice for pictures. that would be great. Yeah, I definitely want a haircut. I would like curtain bangs. Didn't I you love, do that by yourself? I time? did do that by myself, but I want, like, a more intense curtain bang, mm-hmm. curtain bang look. Uh, that being said, um, my beauty craze has been really interesting. I love It Cosmetics CC Cream. It's a mattifying cream. Oh, man, I've been, like, toying around with fake eyelashes. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, are you wearing them now? Uh, I tried one today, and I'm not a huge fan. but They look long. They do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one brand that I really like. It's called Falscara. Well, the brand is Kiss, but mm-hmm. the... Lashes, lashes yes. Yeah. They're called Falscara. It's really great because it's like mascara. You put on your lashes and then you put like a binding agent. Oh. And it's quick. I've gone on hikes with it. I've gone swimming with it. It has not fallen off. I love it. Every other lash does not fare well to that. And glues take forever to dry, so I hate putting on lashes with glue on it. But Falscara is amazing. Hmm. Right now, though, I'm wearing Ardell's individual lashes. With, I like, think it looks good. Really? Thanks. Yeah. And I, I used glue on this, so it took like 30 minutes instead of like five minutes for the Falscara. So, yeah, and I bought shampoo, as you know, and I can mm-hmm. go into that again next podcast because we are, we've been talking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on just one final note, I've never worn false lashes in my life. Ooh, we should try it on you one day. I just, they seem complicated. They are so complicated. I look crazy when I first started, but that's that. Okay, so Grace, do you want to get started? Sure. So remind me, it's azelaic acid? Yeah, azelaic acid. So azelaic acid, what is azelaic acid? Oh, good question. So basically, it is a nine carbon compound. Not that that means anything to anyone, really. Especially me. <laughs> but it's derived from oleic acid. And you might be wondering what oleic acid is. Mm-hmm. Uh, olive oil has oleic acid. All, the, all these fatty oils mm-hmm. have oleic acid. And you can find it on your skin. So what happens is there's a reaction that occurs that turns oleic acid into azelaic acid. Mm. Right? Uh, so it's derived, it can de- be derived from, like, oils, as I said, it can be de- mm-hmm. derived from animal fats, but I think uh, when it comes to beauty, it's derived from, like, bacterial fermentation of some sort. Um, it's really interesting because the way they, the way scientists discovered azelaic acid 
was while studying a skin condition that causes like spots on your skin, like light spots on your skin. It's called pityriasis versicolor. You guys can look it up. But basically, it's like, it's it kind of resembles, what is it called? Ver- vitiligo. Ver- vitiligo. But it isn't that because it's caused by a fungus. Oh. Yeah, it's caused by a fungus and it lightens spots of your skin. Hmm. But what science has found while looking into this fungus was that it changes oleic acid which is like i said that fat and oils that we eat (laughs) um into azelaic acid Mm. and they were like huh maybe that's what's causing the skin lightening because it that azelaic acid also blocks certain chemicals in your skin that produces its color like Mm -hmm. melanin yeah um and so they tested it out on people on healthy skin and it did not and it did not cause healthy skin to turn lighter at all so they realized the fungus has other mechanisms that Mm -hmm. probably does it as like acid isn't one of them oh very but from that research they were like hey healthy skin isn't being lightened but but then patients who were using it said that dark spots yeah their dark spots were lightening or their acne was going away and they're like hey maybe this ingredient has something cool that we can talk about or explore but that's what azelaic acid is and how it came about so um i guess who should use azelaic acid what are like i guess more specifically what are its main uses when when do you see it being purchased yeah so there's a few reasons why you would purchase azelaic acid and i think i'll go into the research a little bit more as well Mm -hmm. so one of the first reasons you might want to use azelaic acid is because you have some sort of hyperpigmentation issue Um, that's kind of what azelaic acid is known for. It's also known for being used if you have something called melasma. Yes, I've heard of it. And, uh, what melasma is, is it's a benign hyperpigment, uh, hyperpigmentary, excuse me, disorder Mm -hmm. that, that, um, sort of affects sun-exposed areas on your skin. Uh, people often, darker women get it a lot. It's just darkness. Yeah. And you often find it in pregnant women. When people, when women get pregnant, they also experience melasma, like, again, darkness of certain parts of the skin. It could happen to white, brown, black, any race, any color. Yeah. Um, just happens to be that darker women experience it more frequently. Would that have to do with just levels of uh, melanin in the skin? I think so, yeah. I think that's exactly why that's happening. Um, that being said... There have been studies uh, that occurred that shows that 20% azelaic acid cream administered twice a day over six months mm-hmm. uh, fares just as well as a very popular skin lightening ingredient called hydroquinone. We've spoken uh-huh. about this before, but it's yeah. basically a bleaching cream. And this is better than hydroquinone because yeah. hydroquinone is a bleaching cream. Yeah, but, well, it's okay. it's as effective as 4% hydroquinone, which mm-hmm. is what your doctor might give you. And oh, it's better than 2% hydroquinone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and the thing with hydroquinone is that it can actually cause healthy skin to lighten. Yeah. But with azelaic acid, that is not the case. Healthy skin does not lighten with azelaic acid. It's always problematic skin. When that- you say healthy skin, do you mean like... Just skin without blemishes on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So does azelaic acid? You're saying it lightens. Does it also get rid of acne, or act as an acne preventative, or is it more of just like you have a scar that you want to kind of make less obvious? Yeah. I mean, well, because we're talking about hyperpigmentation, mm-hmm. it definitely helps with hyperpigmentations. It it wouldn't help with like indented scars. So, like, if you have ice pick scars and stuff, yeah. there's no real research to talk about that. What we're worried about 
is the darkness that results from acne or yeah from so this is a post acne treatment rather than a i have acne let's get rid of the acne treatment yeah yeah okay and the, they did this research also on filipino women mm-hmm. um with like a skin type that's like tan to dark yeah and they also experienced improvement improvement in their melasma and there was another study that uh, patients had to apply for 24 weeks. They were all darker skin patients. Again, they experienced benefits to their hyperpigmentation. Hmm. Um, a lot of these experiments were double masked. Um, they were randomized, so which which basically means the experimenter and the patients didn't know what they were what was yeah. being applied and whatnot. So it's good research. It's good research. And the fact that it's better than hydroquinone makes me happy. Also, there's side effects to hydroquinone, right? Aside it lightening healthy skin, it can cause like burns and like things like that sometimes yeah which and you don't see with us it's, pres- it's like only available by prescription I prescription think. grade yeah I've, I've purchased azelaic acid like at sephora before yeah and we will talk about that because the percentage that we get at stores is it doesn't seem like it's okay because i was gonna say but i'll bring that up that i've used it and i did not see any results that i liked yeah but um so talk about side effects what are the side effects of azelaic acid if there are any. Uh, yeah, there aren't really any. So, well, there are. Well, you might get, like, itching sensations mm-hmm. or, like, a little bit of, like, irritation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But that goes away pretty soon after. Yeah. Um, the thing with, uh, yeah, those are the effects of it. But I'm just going to, like, st- uh, bring back the conversation really quickly to acne. Mm-hmm. Um, only because what it, the effects that azelaic acid has on acne is actually really really cool so um in one experiment twice uh like application of 20 percent azelaic acid twice a day reduced comedones which are blackheads and whiteheads oh it reduced papules and pustules and it does have an effect on your acne yeah it does and when i say papules or pustules it's just basically like the big red scary infected acne Yes, Trixie, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Trixie yeah. is my cat, sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> our cat mad. But yeah, so it does have really, really great effects on acne. And in fact, it is comparable to 0.05 tretinoin cream mm-hmm. and benzoyl peroxide, 5% benzoyl peroxide. Oh, wow. So the thing with tretinoin and benzoyl peroxide is they have side effects, right? They can yeah. cause scaling. Uh, they can cause, like, burning sensations. And with tretinoin, which is a retinol, essentially, mm-hmm. you can cause, like, it can be toxic sometimes yeah at extremely high levels it can be toxic to your fetus if you learned uh, if you listen to our previous episode on retinol mm-hmm. you'll know that sometimes too much retinol can become toxic for your body and your fetus especially and for children's toxic but with azelaic acid they did research on mice and rabbits and also humans eventually when mm-hmm. it was safe and there was no toxic effect on humans and in fact about 60 percent of azelaic acid is just excreted through your pee very good. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about percentages, what, like, I know you said there are, are, there's disputes about, like, what is a good, so what is a good percent of azelaic acid? Yeah, so most of the research has done azelaic acid research on 20, 15 to 20% azelaic okay. acid. But I haven't seen a single brand with that level of azelaic acid. Yeah. Um, I've only, yeah, none of them. Ordinary I is 10%. I see ordinary, but I don't yeah. remember what percent that has. 10. 10, okay. Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying because I went to Apollo's Choice, uh, their website. Mm-hmm. And they were like, as like, there's like some indications that 10% as like acid is good. And we're trying to bring that to the market, but there was only two research that I could find mm-hmm. that were done on as like acid 10%. Yeah. 
and it was completely I don't want to be rude but BS so when I say that is when I looked at the paper there were no graphs Mm -hmm. there was no clear-cut data they didn't provide data they're just like it helped some people yeah um they were done by shady organizations like you know I don't want to be rude but like it just didn't seem like I read the paper and they didn't have graphs they didn't have good data it seemed too good to be true, and it was done by institutions I've never heard of. You have to be, you have to hear of institutions, but yeah, it just seemed very, very shady, mm-hmm. and that's what bothered me the most um, when I was reading Polish Choices, like little info, informational page on as like acid, yeah, because it really doesn't do that. There's no research that really proves that ten percent is good. Yeah, uh, you could find twenty percent at like. From your dermatologist that okay. would be that would have to be prescribed i'm pretty sure interesting um so what would it take to get a higher percentage of azelaic acid on the market like available to normal people i don't know i mean the fact that it's prescription grade only means that it probably the fda doesn't think it's safe for us to like yeah use but i don't know there's just so much benefits i mean there's also there seems to be benefits for your sebum production mm-hmm. um so if you guys don't know what sebum is it's basically naturally producing oils of your skin and some research says it has no impact, which I can understand. But there was also another research that shows that it blocks certain testosterone receptors. Mm. And testosterone... Sebum or azelaic acid? Azelaic acid. Okay. And on your face, it's called the alpha reductase, or 5-alpha reductase. And don't be scared that it's like it blocks that testosterone receptor. Is It's just that when that testosterone re- receptor is like hyperactive, mm-hmm. it causes increased sebum production, oh. which causes acne. Oh. And so there was a research that s- shows that um, applying azelaic acid can inhibit that particular enzyme that basically causes an extreme amount of sebum production. Yeah. Which is really cool. And zinc does that as well. Which is cool, but oh, and it's for another yeah, episode. Yeah, it's for another episode, and it also deals with reactive oxygen species, which is really interesting. Yeah. So there was a paper that uh, created reaction. Well, it it was two. It was a study with like a coffee derivative mm-hmm. that they put reactive oxygen species in, and another it was like skin. It was actually it was baby foreskin, you guys. Ew. I know, but they got the parents' consent and they froze the little foreskin. Poor babies. I know, but it's good for actually getting. Oh, well, this is another com- uh, conversation. But circumcision is actually pretty good for your health, apparently. Research. I've heard that it's a mixed bag. Really, I the research I the research I read all the time. They're like it prevents like infections and things. Regardless, um, I probably don't want to talk about this topic any longer. Oh, no. I know. I don't think my you know. I don't know. I think my family has a mix of both, and everyone turned out okay. Oh, that's good. That's sure. good. I know but it's controversial. So it, that's it's why. it's very controversial. Uh, but that being said, uh, they use that <laughs> foreskin, and they found that azelaic acid doesn't just kill random reaction re- reactive oxygen species. Mm-hmm. They kill those cr- produced by skin. Oh, which is really cool. Which yeah. is or they not kill necessarily, but th- what they do is they prevent the creation of reactive oxygen species and you know it's a big word you guys I don't know if you just tuned in um but we've talked we've talked about reactive oxygen species before and they're just basically crazy oxygens that want to rip electrons from your skin and cause degradation basically they want to kill your cells yeah which we don't like that we don't like that but yeah, I did have another question. So, you know, we're talking about the potential harms, whatever, the effects. Uh, so how should you use azelaic acid, conform to your routine, 
and then what are the things you shouldn't mix it with what are the things you should mix it with yeah okay so to start off that conversation you have to know the reason azelaic acid works is it's low ph Mm -hmm. um what's really interesting is i think what happened so your skin if it has a ph of two Mm -hmm. your skin needs a ph of two and you might be asking why Basically, the reason why is that allows your skin to regenerate, that allows it to fight off bacteria and a lot Mm -hmm. of, like, outside agents that get onto your skin. But life isn't fair, and we have to put sunscreen because global or climate change caused our... It's not Neutrogena. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we have to use a lot of topical stuff on our skin these days, and I think that messes up the pH of your skin. Okay. And so the way azelaic acid works is it lowers the pH, and it's actually able to kill acne-causing bacteria. Wow. That's really crazy, actually. Yeah, when I was doing my research, it showed that um, azelaic acid can kill a, or yeah stop the growth and kill a bunch of different bacteria on your skin, specifically acne-causing bacteria. But the reason I bring that up is when you're using azelaic acid, you want to maintain that low pH so that it can do what it's good at, which is killing bacteria, uh, yeah. causing acne. And so you can use it with glycolic acid and salicylic acid, actually. And it seems you can use it with a lot of other acids. Um, I will say, because you're applying multiple acids, always spot check before. Yeah. Uh, I know glycolic acid is pretty harsh, so is salicylic acid. Um, so when you're using both of them, try to, you know, try to look around and see if it works for you. Uh, if you use it with salicylic acid, it works just as good as something called TCA. That's like a really harsh acid, actually. Um, so it works just as good as that, as that if you mix azelaic acid and salicylic acid mm-hmm. glycolic acid and salicylic acid actually have shown to do just as good as hydroquinone so you know mixing those two ingredients there's particular research that shows they work really well um and what's really crazy about azelaic acid is is, is if you ab- apply it before or after applying lotion on your face it doesn't affect its absorption oh. or specifically gel azelaic acid if azelaic acid is in a gel format and it's 15 to 20 percent whether you put cream before or after doesn't affect its absorption. Interesting. That's cool. I would have thought that putting moisturizer on and then doing it would have affected it. Yeah, no, apparently so it doesn't. So what, what shouldn't you mix it with? You know, I I don't necessarily know. Maybe just but like other harsh agents, Yeah, well, I would say like basic stuff, not mm-hmm. like basic I know. You meant Starbucks. Basic. Yeah. yeah, so like niacinamide, I'm pretty sure, is of no-go. Um, I would stay clear of vitamin C because vitamin C is a pretty... Um, unstable compound. Does vitamin C is that all? I can't quite. I'm sorry. It is I'm acidic. I think video on that. Uh, yeah, but is it a um? Is it, is it also brighten in some way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, you would kind of just pick and choose. Yeah. Is there like for certain people, would you say, oh, you should use azelaic acid over vitamin C or another lightning? Oh agent? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, if you're a POC person of color, I would stay clear of light like uh, bleaching agents like hydroquinone. Yeah. Um, and I would use azelaic acid instead. Would you use azelaic acid over vitamin C? No, no, no. I would use both. I would just. Use I, the, you should use I would use it at different times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I would use vitamin C in the morning because okay. if you remember, vitamin C like sunscreen is not foolproof. Mm-hmm. So any ray that gets through and causes like harm to your skin, vitamin C can basically repair. Okay, so vitamin C is good for the morning. I'm assuming as like at night. Is azelaic acid it can be kind of harsh for sunlight like No, things? actually no? what's really okay. cool, azelaic acid is not phototoxic because it doesn't absorb the rays of the sun. Like oh. there's wavelengths that the sun yeah. ray has. Um it doesn't absorb them. So you could technically use azelaic acid in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like doing sometimes is like using 
vitamin C and then I wash my face throughout the day and like do other stuff and then I'll put azelaic acid. So does vitamin C just have something like just different benefits and as like acid in other ways like that's how you would weigh whether or not like, yeah which one to use yeah i mean vitamin c is brightening but it doesn't like lighten dark spots necessarily interesting no not right. in the way that as like acid specifically does yeah. oh and i didn't mention what's really cool about as like acid is it actually prevents the growth of tumor causing cells oh. like in fact they did research with like early stage melanoma like it hasn't become uh, cancerous yet but it's like starting to yeah. and they put as like acid and they found a huge reduction and in some cases complete eradication wow well everybody who is using the uh neutrogena sunscreen yeah slap that yeah. on your face no, yeah kidding. it's really weird because like for some reason as like acid does not aff- kill healthy skin cells mm-hmm. but for some reason and scientists don't quite know why it's able to target melanoma and uh, basically cancer causing of cells. I wonder if it has something to do with its like fungal origins. I don't know. I made that up. Yeah, you know, um, I what scientists think is that, like, because so, um, as like acid attacks something called the mitochondria, which is basically the, the powerhouse en- of yeah. the cell. Powerhouse of the cell. Yes. <laughs> no, Grace knows that because she's so smart. No, um, it's a tw- it's a meme. Oh really? Yes. Oh damn. But yeah, so they attack the mitochondria. Yeah. But. Maybe for like cancerous cells, the mitochondria is functioning a little too much or a little differently, and somehow as like acid is able to like figure that out. Oh, okay, well, good. Um, trying to think. So, do you who should and shouldn't use azelaic acid? Oh yeah, so like if you have dark spots, I would definitely recommend using azelaic acid. If you have problem areas where you want to lighten. Um, it does not lighten freckles because freckles are considered healthy skin cells, by the way. And scientists were able to show that. Yeah. Um, and so age groups, what do we, we uh, all age groups, all age groups. If you're pregnant mm-hmm. and you still want like good, healthy skin without using retinol, I would use azelaic acid actually. But of course, ask your doctor first. Yes. Always ask your as doctor a disclaimer. first. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But always you think ask... it would be a, yeah, because yeah. They, they didn't find that it was, I think it's called teratogenic. They, it was not teratogenic, which means it doesn't affect, like, the fetus or, like, anything. Okay. And it doesn't come out through your breast milk or anything of that nature either. No, pregnancy is weird, and so is how things absorb into your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, again, talk cool. to your doctor, but it, there's, like, a ton of research that shows that it doesn't cause damage to your fetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like I said, if you have acne and you want to reduce acne, I, you know, acne is, like, annoying AF, right? Yeah. Um, we hate it, and I would definitely use azelaic acid if you have acne. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of different ingredients on this podcast. They all seem to be really good for acne. But the reason I choose azelaic acid over, like, retinol Mm -hmm. in the beginning of my early acne stages is because it's not irritating as much. Yeah. And it just kills the bacteria in a way that retinol doesn't. Interesting. What retinol does is it causes increased cell turnover. Yeah. But what azelaic acid does is it basically kills acne-causing bacteria, and it actually kind of reduces something called keratinization, which is basically your skin produces skin, right? Obviously, like there's skin cells being produced, but sometimes it becomes, it begins to hyper-produce these skin cells. And what azelaic acid does, it sort of of puts a break on that and Mm -hmm. reduces that intense skin turnover almost. Interesting. So then you have less clogged pores. That makes sense. Sorry, yeah. not yawning. It's just Sunday. That's yeah, all. it is Sunday. Um, yeah. So definitely age group. All age, age groups are good. All skin colors seem to go well. I would say it's better than any bleaching agent, so definitely choose that over hydroquinone. 
Um, if you're pregnant, again, speak to your doctor. It seems to be okay for you. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that azelaic acid is underrated? Yes. Right. And I think rightfully so, because 10% azelaic acid doesn't do anything. Yeah, that was my experience. So basically, I just go to your doctor and see if you can get some. Would yeah. Be... In fact, right. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna message my doctor today and be like, hi, can I get 20% azelaic acid, please? I do have dark spots on my body that I want to get rid of. Makes sense. Goodness, it looks like that's all I have for today. Well, great. Glad. I'm glad we covered it. Um... Shall we move on to your beauty tip for this week? Yeah. So this beauty tip is, it's going to have two parts to it. Mm -hmm. The first part is Aztec clay mask. I own that. And I, do you love it? Uh, no. No? It was Aww. fine. I, I, I was really hoping, I think it's very much touted as like a miracle worker. Um, I don't know if it was for me. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I didn't use it enough. I will say... Nothing is a miracle worker in skincare. If a brand is telling yeah. you it's going to, like, fix all your woes... Well, be... it wasn't just the brand. It was, like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, everyone says it. I will just be real with you. Nothing can fix your skincare. It's part of a larger picture. Yeah, of course. Definitely. But for me, I've been using Aztec Clay Mask quite mm -hmm. a lot. And oh, yeah. I... Well, tell me how you use it. Maybe I'll get back into it. Yeah, so what I do is I just mix it with... Um, apple cider vinegar yeah that's what i do yeah and i'll just put it on my skin it's just like a nice cleanse mm -hmm. i don't think i'd use it to treat acne or anything I no, just, that's what it's for oh i don't know i just use it to like i i've been like mm -hmm. uh i've been dabbling with makeup to yeah. like really understand how it works on my skin and what looks good on me so you kind of do it to i i do it to clean out the pores really and well, i guess yeah you know. I, I i don't know if it does anything but i haven't been breaking out good well see maybe it. i'm just not paying attention I, I was I kind of got it as a replacement for um the Glossier mask duo because that's like forty bucks together. Yeah. Um, I think it actually might be more than that. Uh, and this you know the Aztec clay mask is like fifteen bucks I think on Amazon. So, eh, I don't know. I'll try it out again. Yeah, no, I I, I know it's used it's touted to like deal with acne. I personally have not used it for acne. I use it to clean out my pores after a long makeup day, mm -hmm. and. I haven't broken out since using it because oh, every single time I put makeup on, I do break out around my hairline. Yeah. Even though I try to wash it down, um, but Aztec Clay Mask has been really good for me. Also, this is going to be quite an investment, and this is not an at-home beauty. I feel bad. That's why I said it's twofold because one is is kind of at home because you can buy you, clay. You DIY the clay yeah. mask. Yeah. You DIY the clay mask. Um, but the second one that I'm going to recommend, and actually our next episode is going to be based on this, mm -hmm. um, is an LED light treatment. I had one of those. I think it got recalled. The Neutrogena one? Yeah, that one. Because it, it can make your eyesight better. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, a red light treatment to deal with the acne and increase collagen. I've used it once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe this is a complete placebo effect, but I, my face just looked so much brighter. I was like, wow, this is insane. Hmm. It was about 100 some dollars on Amazon. Mm. It's a bit of a price tag. But I'm going to be using it going forward for the next few weeks, and then I will report back on to you guys on it. But yeah, that's, sense. That's, a little, that's a little thing that you can invest your money in. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll come back next week with Charmian's weird light experiments, because as I've said before, she treats her body like a science experiment, and this feels especially so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, please tune in to our TikTok. We're going to get back on that, our Instagram, and listen to our podcast. Share it with your friends. The more people listen to our podcast, 
the higher we're ranked, the more we're recommended to people, and it's really important for us. So yeah, do that. Make us make money off of this. It would yes. be great. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, right. thank you all for listening, and have a great rest of your week, Dermatures. Bye. Bye. The Natural Dialogue is a podcast created, written, and produced by Charmaine Chinor and Grace Wood. Find us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud at The Natural Dialogue.